Welcome to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast, a podcast that talks about mental health, life lessons, unbridled motivation, and unique storytelling. Here is your host, retired Army Master Sergeant, Mr. Anderson. Friday is Friday is Friday. Ah. Welcome, everybody, to episode 67 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Hey, before we get started with anything, let's take care of some housekeeping notes. At the website below, tmbnomadcast.buzzsprout.com is your one-stop shop for all your Nomadcast needs. Audio platforms, your favorite podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon, to name a few, is on the website. And also, you can listen to the Nomadcast on the website as well. Conveniently embedded, conveniently nested for your enjoyment. For the social media side of the house, I'm on LinkedIn. Connect with me. I'm on Instagram. Please like and follow. I'm on TikTok. Go ahead and follow me. And also, I'm on YouTube. YouTube, YouTube. If you like what you hear, you like what you see, go ahead and click that subscribe button now. Press that icon button now. The bell icon button now. And now you'll be notified of the latest and greatest as it relates to the Nomad cast. Definitely appreciate that. All right, y'all. So this is episode 67, and this is my first episode on a Friday, on a Friday. So I want to talk about it before we dive into uh, finally it's Friday, a new segment. So I know initially I was going to go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Change my mind. Starting next week, Monday, Tuesday, I will not have any shows on Wednesdays. Thursday, Friday. So we'll still have Monday mental combat. We'll still have talking on the Tuesday, nothing on the Wednesday, Thursday. We'll still have gym shoe stories on the Thursday. And then Fridays will be finally it's Friday. It's Friday. Finally. Right. So I have a way I'm going to try to integrate what I was talking about on Wednesdays, possibly on Tuesdays, used it as my talking on the Tuesday segment. So we'll see how it goes. So again, Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, every day, 12 noon. I represent from midnight to high noon. 12 noon, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, noon, 12 noon, 12, 1, 2, semicolon, 0, 0, noon, Eastern Standard Time. All right. Hey, so again, we got a great show lined up today. I'm going to talk about, I kind of mentioned it yesterday. I'm going to talk about a book that my former command sergeant major gave me in Korea. I was a sergeant first class, right? Getting ready to make master sergeant. And he had told me, he said, once you make the rank of master sergeant, once you officially pin on the rank of master sergeant, I want this book back. So I arrived in Korea, just to give you a little backstory. I arrived in Korea, August of 2017. I got promoted I was promoted to master sergeant November of 2017 command Sergeant major Brown, who was my battalion command Sergeant major in Korea gave me this book. And I'm going to show you on the next segment. And this probably was September of 2017. He said, read it. Give me, give this book back to me before you make master sergeant. I got promoted to master sergeant. Like I said, one November, 2017, it is 2022 February. That book is still with me. I ain't give that book back to my command sergeant major. All right. <laughs> I 
wonderful story. But I'll talk about the book and what it meant to me. I read uh, some excerpts from the book and uh, how those affected me going forward. Right? Stay tuned. Stay locked. Appreciate appreciate you guys tuning in. Friday is finally. Finally, it's Friday. Is up next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, everybody, welcome back to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast on our brand new segment on our brand new day of being together. It's Friday. <sighs> finally. So you guys that's out there working, you can take that sigh of relief, take that breath, get through this day, get through this day, get through this day to get to the weekend. All right. All right. So again, as I stated in the intro, I'm going to do a book review today and I'm going to talk about this book that meant a lot to me. I've read this book probably about three or four times. Uh, like I stated earlier, uh, my command sergeant major in Korea, he gave me this book. You know, we had numerous discussions on leadership, how to be a better leader, so on and so forth. And he gave, gave this book to me and told me, once you make the rank of master sergeant, um, I want my book back again. That was almost, you know, four years ago. And right now, command Sergeant major Brown, he's off doing great, wonderful things, um, at his duty station. So I think he'd be okay if he don't get this book back. You know what I mean? So still got your book, Sergeant major. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and get started with this book and this book. Um, again, this near and dear to my heart. He gave me this book and, um, uh, I tell you, man, I, like I said, I've read it before, uh, read it on airplanes coming back from Korea and, and other places around the world. Great book. So without further ado, this book from Mr. Simon Sinek, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Leaders eat last leaders eat last. Um, at the bottom, it says why some teams pull together and others don't. And before I dive into the book, uh, we're going to talk about leadership in my former line of work, being in the United States Army, Master Sergeant, you know, we are required to be leaders. Everyone is required to be a leader to do the right thing. But once you start attaining rank, going from corporal to sergeant, staff sergeant, sergeant first class, master sergeant, first sergeant, sergeant major, you are required to be a leader. The officers are required to be leaders. We, we have to do things um, for the greater good, sacrificing our own happiness sacrificing sometimes our careers to ensure others uh, get to where they need to be serving leadership, doing those things again, to make sure people are good to go training people. Uh, and even not just in the military, in the corporate world, you have to be a leader. And at the end of the day, I love the title of this book. Leaders eat last. Just say, if you're a cook and you cook all the food, yeah, you may munch on the food to make sure every, the ingredients are, are nested together and they are synchronized properly. But when it's time to serve the food, if you're cooking, just say you have a huge dinner. The person that cooked it, the leader of the house, you should be the one to eat last. It's like when we used to ha when we'd have soldiers going out to the field and, you know, we out there training and doing army uh, wartime missions and wartime exercises. All the leaders, the sergeants, the staff sergeants, so on and so forth. The soldiers must eat first. That's bottom line. That's non-negotiable. And I've never had an issue with that. Never. Because the soldiers should eat first. Eat the food. And if the NCO, the sergeant, whoever is left with, you know, I won't say scraps or crumbs, but ensure the soldiers eat. Ensure your children eat first before you. In my case, myself, my wife, my son, and my daughter, I ensure that my children are first. Then my wife. Then I'll eat last. 
it's just the way it was. My father raised me like that. And I think that's just the way it is. And if you, if people are not doing it, if people don't adhere to that, what I just mentioned, it's not that they're being selfish, but sometimes leadership is just not about leading people. It's also about taking care of the people that's up under you, taking care of the people in your household and just doing those right things, just being a spearhead and a pillar of excellence. That's what leadership, you know, I've always came, I came up with a, a leadership um, quote and I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is something I kind of cultivated myself in Okinawa. You know, we had numerous leadership conferences, but I've always thought that leadership, if someone says, Hey, what is, what does leadership mean to you? To me, leadership is the ability to cultivate an environment where others want to emulate your every word and your every action. I'll repeat it again. What does leadership mean to me? The ability to cultivate an environment where others want to emulate your every word and your every action. That is my definition. Damon Anderson's former army master sergeant's definition of leadership. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get started. So again, we're going to talk about this book for Mr. Simon Sinek. Uh, he's also author, author of the book. Start with why I'm trying to read that as well. But again, leaders eat last. So what I did, this book has, uh, forget how many chapters. This is a total of 27 chapters, but ladies and gentlemen, I only picked four. So we won't be spending all day talking about the book, right? But I want to talk about four critical chapters. What I thought was important. That was important to me when I read this book four years ago, and it still resonates. The words still resonate with me as well. So let's go ahead and get started. Y'all. Uh, the very first chapter we're going to talk about, I'm going to read an excerpt from the chapter and then kind of talk about it a little bit, uh, not to dig in too deep, but just give a provide a wave top on what I feel about it. And we'll go from there. So again, we're going to do four chapters. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to read an excerpt from the chapter. I'll provide a small wave top and we'll keep going. All right. So the very first chapter we're going to talk about is chapter eight. And the title of chapter eight is why we have leaders and you can locate chapter eight on page 77. All right. So I read the first excerpt from chapter eight, uh, page 77. And the title is why we have leaders. The hunters returned victorious after a long day of tracking a journey that took them miles from home. They were able to kill a deer big enough to feed everyone upon their return. Many of their tribe rushed in to congratulate them and take the carcass to be prepared for the feast that will soon come. But there was a problem. Everyone was hungry and anxious to eat. When living in populations of about 100 to 150 people, as our ancestors did, clearly the whole tribe couldn't just rush in and grab food. Chaos would ensue. So who gets to eat first? Fortunately, the social chemicals inside our bodies direct our behavior to help solve this problem too. Now, I just talked about that dealing with soldiers uh, in my former line of work. The soldiers eat first. There's a hierarchy of rewards, if you will, as a, just say we're talking about food. There's a hierarchy of rewards. You go on out a mission. If, if the leaders go out there, uh, the dads go out there, the moms go out there, whoever goes out there and kills the food, goes and hunt and kills, you know, kills the food for survival so they can survive. And they bring the rewards back. The children should eat first. 
the older, the older, like the, the elders should eat first. In our case, the soldiers should eat first. That's just the way it is to me. I've never compromised that. And I don't, that's non-negotiable, non-negotiable. Those up under you, those that you are leading, they eat first. There's no decision-making at all. They eat first. I like that. I've always liked that. All right. Next chapter we're going to go to is chapter nine, page 93. Chapter nine, page 93. All right. And that'll be on page. Yeah. Chapter nine, page 93. The title is the courage to do the right thing. The responsibility of a leader is to provide cover from above for their people who are working below. When the people feel they have the control to do what's right, even if it sometimes means breaking the rules, then they will, then they will more likely to do the right thing. Courage comes from above. Our confidence to do what's right is determined by how trusted we feel by our leaders. You know, as a leader, you're always supposed to provide that overhead firepower, as we used to say, that overhead protection. You always protect, protect your subordinates because if you take care like we, again, I got to go back to the, to the army. I mean, that's 20 plus years of my life. If you take care of the soldiers, the soldiers will take care of you. If you take care of people in your household, the household will take care of you. It's just the way it is. And I've always thought about that. I like this comes courage comes from above. Think about it. If you're displaying courage, if you if your subordinates see that their leader had, he's courageous, he or she is courageous. They're willing to be the spearhead of perfection. They are face fire. They are front line for anything. How do you think sub your subordinates are going to act? It's a tr trickle down effect. You get that bottom up leadership from your subordinates and they'll tell you, hey, my sergeant is taking care of me. My NCO is taking care of me. Or if you're in the corporate world, my leader, my team leader, a however instructed is taking care of me. You're more than likely to do. You're going to follow into their to their leadership. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. You have to take care of those below you. Seniors, peers, and subordinates. If you are a leader, if you are a boss, or whatever work environment capacity you serve in, you have to take care of those below you. It's non-negotiable. I like that. Courage comes from above. All right, let's go with chap chapter 18. Chapter 18 is found on page 173. Chapter 18 is found on one page 173 and the title is so goes the leader. So goes, goes the culture. Let's think about that. So goes the leader. So goes the culture. And I'm going to read. We work to advance the vision of a leader who inspires us. And we work to undermine a dictator who means to control us. Let me read that again. We work to advance the vision of a leader who inspires us. And we work to undermine a dictator who means to control us. Think about it. Inspiration. If you work for someone, I, I've always felt this in my time in the army, 20 plus years in the army. And I've always thought, you know, people say, well, I don't, you know, I used to hear leaders. Well, I don't care if the soldiers don't like me. I don't care if people like me. I tell you again, my personal opinion, I've always thought if a soldier doesn't like you, if they don't care about you, they're not going to go that extra mile to do what you tell them. And a lot of times I've had it in my situation. I've had 
some great soldiers. I've had some that you just couldn't get through. It's just the way it was as being the leader. But I will say probably nine times out of 10, the soldiers, you know, when you show that care and that love for them and you treat them well, you respect them, you care about them, you care about their family, you care about their well-being, you care about their social status, you know everything about them. That soldier, by and large, would do anything he can for that leader. He or she would do anything they can for that leader. It's up to, to the leader to ensure, we talked about it earlier, protecting that soldier. Now, you're not just getting the soldier out of missions and doing all that, but you want to provide that overhead firepower. The so, I, I, I like this as well. We work to advance the vision of a leader who inspires us. If someone inspires you, someone cares about you, you see their vision, you have a shared vision, you have a shared understanding, that subordinate would do everything he or she can to make yourself look good, to make the organization look good, and the payoff is to make them look good because we all, we all created, we all want to do the right thing and be accountable. Right. I love that part. We work to advance the vision of a leader who inspires us. I've been inspired by so many leaders, colonels, command sergeant majors, first sergeants, even going up through the ranks when I was a junior NCO, I've had leaders that I've had conversations with 20 years ago that I still remember, that I still resonate to this day, that I still verbally articulate to this day because you, I was inspired. They showed me things that I didn't even see myself. You know what I mean? They showed me the future when I couldn't even look past myself. You know what I mean? That is what a leader is being about, taking care of people, instilling that will, instilling that fight, instilling that never give up, instilling that confidence, doing the things you need to do to be successful in order for them to be successful, servant leadership, doing all those things. Got me feeling like a non-commissioned officer again. I may have to shave off the beard and put the master sergeant rank back on, right? All right, so last one, chapter 27. Let's go, chapter 27. This is page 286. And the title is, We Need More Leaders. Uh, let's see here, let's see here. And I picked two. I'm going to read this one. Leadership, again, this is chapter 27, page 286. Leadership is not a license to do less. It is a responsibility to do more. And that's the trouble. Leadership takes work. It takes time and energy. The effects, of not, the effects are not always easily measured. And they're not always immediate. Leadership is always a commitment to human beings. I think that sums everything up. Leadership is always a commitment to human beings. No matter who you are, military, civil sector, corporate world, whatever. If you are a leader, you are committed to the people that serve under you, that serves with you, and those that are above you. Be that leader. Be that consummate professional. Display the values, the attributes, the positive values, the positive attributes to enhance not only yourself, but more importantly, to enhance those that are below you. Sacrificing, selfless service, all of those things, all those traits that we we learned as a child and all those traits and values that we, you know, that we that we forged, that we we built, you know, we we galvanized, solidarity, all those things, right? You need everything to 
ensure that you're always committed to human beings. You have to be committed. You have to be a leader. That's why this book, I tell you, for everyone in the corporate world, uh, to all my friends, the civilians, retirees, current military, family, whatever, if you get a chance to get this book by Mr. Simon Sinek, Leaders Eat Last, probably one of the best books I've read in years. But again, my command sergeant major gave me this book and I haven't given it back and I ain't never given it back. Outstanding work. So uh, appreciate you guys tuning in today here on a finally is Friday. We wanted to just change up the tempo a little bit. I know we have various topics that we talk about on the trust and believe nomad cast, but I always thought book reviews would be fun and just had to figure a way out, figure a way to how to structure the, uh, the podcast, the nomad cast, talking about books and i think i found i think i cracked the code on that so again stay tuned appreciate you guys tuning in hey have a great weekend have a safe weekend be sound take care of yourselves do the right thing if you live in environments where it's a lot of snow a lot of rain inclement weather just be safe out there while you're out and about while you're working while you're driving and doing all the etc continue to be a productive human being and uh we'll see you guys monday on monday mental combat Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for lending me your ear. Thank you. Thank you for lending me your eyes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Please continue to subscribe to my channel. Let's get these subscriptions up. Let's get these followers up. Follow me. I mentioned it. The LinkedIn's, the Instagram, the TikToks, the YouTubes. I'm on there everywhere. You can find me. I ain't hiding. I'm out here. I'm out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, y'all. Appreciate it. Have a safe week weekend. Be safe. Be sound. See y'all next week. One love.